Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Our guest today is artist Nick George. I first spotted Nick's work on Instagram and was completely wowed by it. It was different to anything I'd seen before. Nick paints abstract faces. Now imagine the silhouette of an exaggerated face filled with an eye, fragments of text, collage and cartoon characters. They have the feel of street art, a bit like walls where posters and stickers have been layered and then peeled back over time. I was also excited to see that Nick is teaching on Cara Bullock's portrait art course, Let's Face It, 2022. You can find it at kickingthecreatives.com forward slash let's face it. I'm really looking forward to watching his lesson. I hope you enjoyed the interview. We're so grateful, Nick, that you you um, joined us today. It's really nice of you to take your time um, to actually come and chat to us. And the first thing we would love to know is um, a little bit about your childhood, about how you grew up. Were you interested in art as a child? Uh, you know, I used to, um, I think maybe when I was maybe seven or eight years old, I would just kind of draw different characters in front of the television but I'm, I probably did that for about a year and just completely, completely stopped and headed more in the direction of like sports and performing arts. But uh, yeah, that was pretty much it as a kid. So were any of your family artistic? Uh, nobody, no. <laughs> <laughs> like me, actually. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Did, did you have a heart, an art mentor, a teacher or anybody? Uh, no, nobody. Just um, I kind of went more in the direction of you know playing basketball because I was hyperactive so it was, yeah. it was like a perfect fit but I was always artistic but you know when basketball took off it was just it was so demanding that you know it was like you know it was like a runaway train so you know there was no time for you know to really explore that side too much. Right so you had to sort of pick one or the other really? Pretty much yeah they sat my I remember my teachers sat me down in the room and they said you know you can either continue being creative and all this stuff, or you can do basketball. You can't do both. So, you know, basketball gave me an opportunity to kind of travel the world and, you know, do all these amazing things. So I just kind of ran with that at the time. Yeah. You mentioned um, performing arts. What did you do? Did you do like drama and things like that? Oh, yeah. Everything. (laughs) Oh, really? Dance? I did. I did ballet. I did tap. I did acting like um yeah all those all those things at a young age and um yeah that's what I wanted to do I wanted to do more like expressionist dance but again basketball just was like no chance you know so um, yeah yeah I just kind of ran with that yeah so you didn't go to art school then uh, as such to learn how to paint you, you did you learn that yourself yeah yeah I just kind of went online and you know tried to understand how to build like a foundation before I started creating the way I did and, you know, did a lot of like online learning on YouTube and all these different outlets, pretty much, yeah. 
So I heard you say in a video, like you mentioned about your basketball, that you actually became a professional basketball player in the US. So how, well, tell us a little bit about how you got to that and then how you went from that and finally got into art again. Oh, wow. Yeah, I am. So when I was a kid, um, I ended up playing with my um, with my national team, Great Britain. And um, when you, you know, so I got a lot of attention on, you know, from like international scouts um, and I moved to America, did two years of high school, uh, played um, professional um, uh, collegiate basketball division one at VCU. And um, and from there, I actually ended up playing professionally in Europe. So I got offered a contract after college uh, to play in Europe. And I just kind of traveled and bounced around different countries uh, from there. Uh, but once the ball stopped bouncing, I spent some years coaching, but I knew deep inside I wanted to do my art, but I just didn't have the courage to step away from that athlete's world. But I think during lockdown, it just gave me the opportunity to just go for it, you know? So when you went to... Um the US to do basketball in high school. Did your parents go with you? No, I was all alone. Oh yeah. no. So yeah. how old how old were you then? Uh I was 16, 17 at the time, yeah. Oh wow, that is a big move, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I was also living with um and I kind of went from being in a very kind of chaotic environment to suddenly being amongst people who were highly religious and there was a lot of structure. So you know, you can imagine at that age, just, you know, there's so much going on. It's, um, wow. Yeah, it was really interesting, though. Yeah, I bet. You must have got quite homesick, though, did you? Um, there, were in, there were moments when I, you know, when things got rough my first year, I definitely, you know, would miss certain things about being at home. But, you know, once I kind of pushed through that difficult period, I just, you know, I kind of got lost in whatever I was doing in America, yeah. I suppose it really makes sense that you concentrated on your basketball first because that's something you can't really do forever, isn't it? Whereas art you can do until you're, you know, mm. 90 or 100, do you know what I mean? Whereas basketball you you can't. I think there's a, a, an age limit, isn't there, to where you can carry on doing it professionally. And um, so I suppose, yeah, it does make sense that you did it that way. But you you actually paint faces. Anyone who hasn't seen your work they must go onto your Instagram page because it's just so amazing all of your faces are so unusual and unique um but how did you get I mean obviously most people when they start painting they don't really know what they do they might do some landscapes they might do seascapes they might do animals but you have your focus is solely on faces now isn't it so so has it always been that way or did you start off doing lots of different things first uh, well, I started out just doodling at first, you know, and um, just kind of letting go and, you know, didn't really go into anything with an, with an idea of what I wanted it to look like. Um, but yeah, I just, um, you know, I, I don't know how I came to this point, you know, when you sometimes just let go and these are the things that are coming out and yeah, the portraits were just uh, was just something that it just happened really. But yeah, I used to work in pen and ink for uh, for for maybe two or three years, and then I and then during lockdown, I decided right, there's, I have a lot more to say, and I just want to really make a push for this. So I started working with different mediums, and and uh, yeah, and this is what came out. You know, it was it was really just like that. 
I think when you're doodling, I think our minds are programmed, aren't they, to see faces in things. Mm. So maybe that's part of how that sort of happens and why it tends to be faces that we, we see. Yeah. You just mentioned there that you, in lockdown, you really started experimenting with different media. And I also saw you say that you wanted to go from these small works to these very large mixed media works. So I'm curious, were those small works, did they look like the paintings you were doing now? Were they kind of pre-sketches for what you were doing? Uh, um, I think the, um, there was... They were completely different. I did a lot of very intricate geometric um, drawings. Like I would, you know, I would take different silhouettes and then just kind of fill these silhouettes with all these fine lines. And um, yeah, it was it was very different. It was absolutely nothing. I think there are certain similarities in regards to like the how chaotic things are. But um, yeah, it's uh, completely different stuff. Yeah. Because you're very elusive. We can't see those old things. Did you get rid of them all or weren't you on social media at the time? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think uh, at the start of this year, I kind of, you know, I was all like kind of trying to build up my confidence. And I was like, right, I'm just going to eliminate everything I've just done and just, you know, present this new work to the world. But I, I, I should like uh, bring some stuff back because I, I just have it archived. So, yeah, I, I want to peek at that. Bring it back. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> we'll do. So- I know your your paintings have a theme or a message behind them. That's what I heard you say in a video. Can you tell us a bit about that? And also, does your mood dictate how a painting is going to turn out? Uh, yeah, my, um, uh, you know, whenever I approach um, a painting, I always kind of, um, everything's kind of dictated by what's going on in my mind at the time, or maybe things that have kind of been festering for years that I just want to let go of. And um, that that's usually what happens. And, uh, you know, when I started painting, I, I realised that, you know, there was a lot of things related to, um, like, I don't know, certain mental health issues. Um, you know, basically all the painful things that I'd ever been through, that's what usually ends up coming out. And I find myself holding on to the positive. And, you know, when, you, when you're playing basketball and you're an athlete sometimes, you know, you can't, you know, people have a certain perception of you and, you know, it's like, you know, you're this invincible athlete, you're this big, strong figure. And, you know, you, I, I, I kind of, I just didn't have the courage to say certain things, you know, because, you know, out of a fear of being judged. But, you know, now it's just like, listen, this is everything I've been holding on to. You know, you guys deal with it now. So, Would we know by looking at your painting? I was just about to say that, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because your work does leave us asking lots of questions and that's the kind (laughs) of work I love. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the, like I put out maybe a few works at the start of the year and that was was my whole idea in the beginning. And, um, but for this, I was offered a solo show after I put out these works and for my solo show, I'm kind of making it a little more obvious, I think, of what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not as, you know, it won't leave you, it will still leave you guessing, but um, you can, you know, you have a clearer idea of where I'm kind of going with it, you know. So, um, but yeah, it's funny you say that because one of the, one thing I always feared, I was like, God, I wonder if people are going to start asking me what this means and, you know, because it's so personal. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think doing your artwork has also helped me open up and, you know, tell my story as well. So now we need to ask you what one of them means. Yeah. yeah. 
do you have a specific idea in your head when you start of what you are sort of hoping to get on onto paper or you know or, or is it just the case of you start something and you just see how it develops yeah that's pretty much it I just kind of you know I always start kind of sketching out you know different ideas and uh, I just kind of I completely let go because you know as soon as I start painting it's it's so therapeutic and you know it's um you know I just immediately there's something that pops into my head you know it's almost like it's everything's almost overflowing in my mind so as soon as I put that you know the the uh, my pastel to the canvas it just kind of opens up this door and I just kind of go with whatever you know I'm being told to go with but yeah I always found that when I in the early days when I was kind of developing my confidence I would sketch out an idea beforehand but now it's just going straight in. Now you mentioned before that you just started playing with materials so how did you arrive at this process you've got like did you what materials did you try what did you like what didn't you like? Oh yeah um, well uh, during lockdown um, when things uh, a lot of these um, arts and craft stores started you know you could order online and then you know go and pick up at the store so I just bought everything I could you know <laughs> like all types of everything was just like the cheapest stuff at the time of course so it was a lot of oils, um, watercolors, acrylics, pastels, oil pastels, soft pastels. And I just started and I bought a bunch of sketchbooks and just started exploring, you know. And and then by the end of the year in 2020, I'd all these faces started to emerge. And, you know, um, and that's pretty much how I came to to that style. And that was the whole process, just, just trying everything. Because I, I saw a video on YouTube of you know, somebody who was kind of well-established and they had said, you know, don't get so caught up on doing one thing, just try everything because you never know what could work for you, so. And you use words and imagery in your work as well. How is that created? Because I see like these pieces of Disney and and these words, they almost look like you cut them out, but I don't know, is is that what you do? Yeah, I use a lot of, um, I kind of have a mixture of like collage and, you know, also just writing things out and, you know, uh, I try and do a mixture of um, uh, like trying to construct, like doing like whenever I add text, sometimes I like to, you know, make sure it's all perfect and well designed and then put it right next to something that's, you know, harshly written. And then I'll add collage next to that. So just mixing all these different um, different just to help kind of create these different emotions and feelings. And, you know, whenever I kind of write things out, that's sometimes I try and use that as a way to kind of create discomfort and then you know it's uh yeah so it's all over the place (laughs) so so when you you use your text because it does look like a lot of collage as well and I was wondering actually whether it's all stuff that you've created and then you've torn up and used or whether part of it is maybe from magazines and things like that but it, it sounds like it's all of your own bits that you've just kind of put together is that right yeah, yeah. Well, I'd, um, I collected, like, throughout my journey, I, you know, I collected a, all sorts of magazines, you know, um, uh, you know, magazines from when I was in Italy or when I was spent some time in Holland. And, you know, I just kind of like, you know, use all these different types of, uh, you know, uh, methods of creating artwork and telling my story. So if, if for example, I might have a, a, a working on like a telling a story of, 
you know, what my time was like, you know, in Italy and I'll find a magazine that I've got stored somewhere and, you know, maybe use a word that maybe has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but it's, it's related in some way, you know, so. And, and the materials you use then. So I'm presuming obviously it's, well, it's mixed media, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm imagining acrylics or is there a lot of different things in your work? Uh, well, I've narrowed it down to just using acrylics and oil pastels and collage. Yeah, that, that's kind of a, a formula that works really well for me at the moment. Mm. But um, I'm looking at adding um, you know, like a lot of maybe oil in the future um, because I'm still kind of exploring myself, you know. So, uh, yeah, I definitely like to add a lot of oil. Uh, yeah, definitely. Just going back to when you said during lockdown you were – making a lot of work how, how much work are you actually making how much art were you making were you creating every day or multiple pieces yeah every every single day any any opportunity I had to do something I would do it you know um but yeah I just kind of bought a bunch of sketchbooks and I was just creating paintings every single day and I have like hundreds of paintings that are just absolutely awful you know? <laughs> It just just looks like somebody just vomited on the page. (laughs) Do you ever use those, though, the ones that you don't like as sort of bits of collage? Because we always say it's quite a good idea sometimes if you have a painting and you don't like it, you can always take bits from it that you like and incorporate it into another piece of work in the future. Is that something you ever do with those those ones that you don't like? You know, it was funny you said that because I was thinking about that the other day. I was looking back at a lot of my old work and I was thinking, oh, maybe I could I could glue this onto the canvas and, mm. you know, and, and kind of use it to depict a moment where I was, you know, really, you know, just taking those first steps. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something. But also, even though all these pieces weren't very good, I would always try and take anything from it that looked, you know, decent and try and bring it over. And that's that helped me find my style as well, because I was like, right, this is just sludge. But then there's this little bit here where there's like with these white lines running across a blue background. So I'm going to carry that over. And that's kind of how I found my style as well, I think. So when did this face silhouette emerge? Can you remember kind of the moment? Um, I think it was, um, I think pretty much as soon as I started painting, that's, 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 I immediately went for the faces. But do you know what it was? I, I started out, um, working in graphite so I wanted to kind of actually have the the ability to create um, a portrait you know just kind of finding a reference image you know grabbing a pencil and being able to work on and making it look as like a lot of realism realistic work and then then that's when I kind of broke the rules so I started out drawing portraits with graphite learning about shading and you know tone and, and all these different things and yeah, just kind of stuck with the faces from there. Because it's you have that it's kind of a symbolic face almost, isn't it? That you use quite a lot now. Just that kind of black. I think it's black, and then you put all your bits inside it. It's just yeah, so clever. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what it is. I, I think that every everyone is pretty much me in a different situation. Um, but uh, but yeah. That's, oh, I, did, uh, I didn't realize that it's supposed to represent you, the face. Yeah, um, well, the, the more I look at them, like, you know, right now I'm doing a lot of work, but every now and again I'll kind of stop and try and understand even what I'm doing, you know, because things are, things are pouring out of me even faster than I can try and understand them. So, 
But the other day I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of when I was a really rough period in college or, you know, that, those types of things. But That's really interesting because I was just going to say, actually, are any of those um, faces you do based on people perhaps you've met or you know and that they don't know it <laughs> but obviously if it's if it's always you but what how would you what would you do then if somebody said to you I'd love you to um I'd love to commission you to do a portrait of me or so and so um in that style I mean I suppose that would be quite difficult wouldn't you because you'd have to almost look inside their head wouldn't you yeah, I, I think it, it's so funny you guys are saying this because I was, I was thinking about that yesterday. Like, <laughs> you said, could you draw me like this from this photo? But yeah, I think I would, I would do my best to really tap into that person, and you know, mm. you know, rather than kind of like a lot of the generic things. Like, I would really want to know about them. Like, you know, what do they love? What do they hate? What they've been through? And really, kind of, you know, I really like digging deep into things and but um it would definitely be a challenge you know because you know you you your, your own self would kind of creep into the work but yeah I, I would I would definitely love to do that yeah oh it'd be fascinating to see you on portrait artist of the year trying to do some of those oh you read my mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah sort of painting someone from the inside out really aren't you yeah 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 pretty much you know it's almost um you know, I think, you know, so, so much of us, you know, especially sometimes I'll go through social media and, you know, it, everything is always so perfect at times. Mm. And, you know, and I, but I'm always, I always tend to look at people and I think, wow, that's amazing house, amazing car, beautiful family. Everything looks great. But, you know, I, I used to do a lot of um, personal training and fitness work and you really get to work closely with people and, you know, you, it's amazing how a lot of the time it was never really about the training. It was just the company and just needing somebody to talk to who, who isn't going to judge you, who isn't going to, you know, try and ridicule for anything, ridicule you for anything. So, you know, that really inspired my art as well, like kind of showing that even though that I'm giving you this image on social media or when I see you out and about on the inside, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on Um and I just kind of hope that I kind of give people the courage to kind of let go of all these things that you're afraid of and just put it out into the world because, you know, you could end up helping somebody else by talking about your pain or your difficulties or even your joy. So I think that's kind of what I'm I'm getting at with the work. It's being real, isn't it? I think there's a, there's a very much a lack of it on social media. Mm. Even, I mean, we've spoken about this before, haven't we, Tara, where, you know, you'll see perhaps somebody having a cup of coffee and, you know, their coffee cup's draped with fairy lights and you've got a candle <laughs> flickering and everything looks perfect. And, yeah. and But the reality is um, when you sort of face the other way, they've got the washing hanging out in the, yeah. in the kitchen and they've got dishes piled up and, you know, it, it's just a kind of image at the end of the day. And, and I love the nitty gritty of reality, to be honest. Mm. I, I think I prefer that. And that's the kind of thing that, that catches my eye. And I think that's what I respect most about people who do post you know in a far more of a real genuine way and I think we're you know it's something we need more of online Mm. and again like with art you know we say this so many times don't we Tara that people are afraid to post a scrappy sketch because they think it's not as perfect as someone else's sketch that they've shown because Mm. that person's shown all of the beautiful sketches in their sketchbook that have taken them ages and they've they've not shown the ones that went wrong and I think it's great when people can share 
the whole part you know the whole the whole thing about art is it doesn't all go right does it sometimes like you said you get horror stories you think oh that's not going to see the light of day yeah but sometimes not always we don't always want to show everything of course but do love when people do share that side of things as well I think I think it makes us feel normal (laughs) absolutely yeah absolutely now this isn't just me being nosy Nick but um are you working in the studio because you sound like you made so many paintings that I don't know where you'd put them uh yeah I'm in a a beautiful studio called my bedroom yeah (laughs) (laughs) where are you putting all these paintings that you did over lockdown Uh, well a lot of them were just like in little sketchbooks and things Ah. so you know I just kind of I've got everything on top of my wardrobe and then uh, but at the moment, I'm, I'm, I've, um, I've got a exhibition that I'm working on next year. So I've got all these like huge canvases in this tiny little room, and I'm like, oh <laughs> my gosh, you know. And I'm, I'm going to take a picture of it and put it on Instagram once everything's complete, so people can see like the reality of you know, you know, trying to make things work as a when you're an artist. So. Um, Oh, yes. I'd imagine you in this big, big room with the white walls and stuff. Obviously, you've got that wrong, then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what inspires you and your work? Uh, what inspires me? You know, oh gosh, I think like anything can inspire me. You know, uh, the other day I was walking down the street and you know, I saw that somebody had spilt like a like a strawberry smoothie from a coffee shop. And it was and it was right next to a blue door, and on the blue door there was all sorts of this yellow text, and I just thought, God, that looks beautiful. And I kind of held on to that moment until I got home, and then just started creating. Uh, wow. But what I created had nothing to do with the actual door or the the smoothie. It was just it inspired me to just bring something out of myself, and that's usually how it starts. Really, you know, things that have absolutely nothing to do with what I've been through or um what I create you know just tend to you know get me going so it wasn't even like you didn't even take the colors or anything that you'd seen it was just just sort of that moment spurred you up uh well yeah it was it was it was the colors like the contrast between the colors and but also that moment yeah it was just like it was just like there was something about that moment that just I, I don't know it just made me want to let go and I, I'll start thinking did the person who spilt the smoothie realized that were they paying attention to all the colors that were happening or were they just frustrated that they spilt it and they ran back and got another one and <laughs> you know, like a, my mind just starts working into <laughs> it's, it's amazing the difference how an artist will think when they see something compared to how somebody who doesn't really you know isn't a creative person would just see that as a mess wouldn't they <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> do you have any favorite artists that you admire um and and if you do what is it about them that you you admire so much? Uh, yeah, there's a there's a there's, there's quite a few. I love um, when I was a kid. I remember I was in a like a the first artwork I ever saw was by Salvador Dali, and I remember I was in a bookstore with my mother. I was probably like six or seven years old, and I think she was going to buy. I think it was called like Pride and Prejudice. I don't know one of those one of those types of books. And I saw this in this book and on the cover, it was like a naked white lady surrounded by bumblebees and pomegranates and elephants. And I just, I just turned to my mum and I said, like, I need that book. I don't know. That is just my, there's something about it. 
And she just looked at it and then looked at me and was like, no. <laughs> Are you sure it just wasn't the naked lady? There's me trying to sound all artistic. It was yeah. like, no, no. The truth sure is out. <laughs> yeah, Salvador Dali. Um, I love Jean-Michel Basquiat. Um, George Kondo. Um, Unica Zern. Uh, gosh, I love a lot of like... Um, um, like 1940s expressionism, um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's just something about the the textures and the emotion in the work, you know, with Jean-Michel, you know, he was like a young black artist at a time when there weren't many people like him kind of breaking into the art world and, you know, him just kind of telling his story and, you know, all, all these different things just, oh gosh, it's, you know, it gets you so excited, but... I love his work. Oh, I've got one of the books of his stuff. It's so good. Oh man, yeah, yeah. He's 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 fantastic. Um but yeah, like artists like that really just kind of get me going, you know, who kind of have a story to tell really and yours almost has a sort of street art type feel. I don't yeah, know if you're you're I into agree. kind of street art. Mm. Yeah, do you know what's so funny? I don't even ever think about these things until people say them to me and then I look back <laughs> yeah. and say, Oh god, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, I, like I, I, I remember I walked away from basketball. I remember I was going through a really difficult period and I just kind of spent a lot of time just kind of, you know, traveling a little bit. And one thing I used to love to do was like kind of walk behind, you know, say if you have restaurants on like a main street, I would always love kind of going down the side street and going around the back of the restaurants where you would find all these stickers and um, you know, people promoting things and graffiti and, you know, it's just so much beauty in that, you know, and uh, and that, I think that's what really inspires my work as well, that chaos, that accidental beauty that you would find in these moments of, you know, I remember I was in Holland. I hope I'm not rambling on too much. No, this is no. great. No, definitely not. So when I took a year off basketball, I remember I went to Holland and uh, just to meet up with some friends and just kind of help me kind of, you know, bring me back to life, I guess. And, you know, like, that's what I would do. I would go behind the backs of these restaurants and you would see a sticker for, you know, I don't know, maybe Snoop Dogg's going to be performing. And then next to that, there's somebody, you know, promoting their skateboard brand. And, you know, and it just created this beautiful, you know, picture, like just all these, this build up years and years of all this, you know, all these promotional stickers and posters. And I just thought, God, this is beautiful. This is, this is real life right here, you know? And um, and sometimes I would think, I wonder if they, I wonder if they think, oh, let's say if they have like a, a pink sticker and they're promoting their student night, if they think about, oh, I'm going to place it here because there's there's yellow over there. Like, were they thinking about the composition or were they just like sticking it on there and trying to leave as soon as possible before the police come? So, yeah, that's that kind of stuff. I think really helped my my style as well. I mean, because you use stickers, don't you? Well, I think I've seen the stickers, the Disney ones. Oh, yeah. Well with, the, well, with the Disney ones, that's all stuff that I've just drawn on there. Oh, are they? Oh, right. Sorry. I, didn't, I, I assumed you'd sort of got found or, you know, you'd bought stickers that kind of went in there. Yeah, there was, um, uh, I think I've used, there was there was a few stickers I used at, at one period in, at period of time. But yeah, all the characters and things, it's just, um, yeah, me just drawing them on there. But yeah, I'm definitely inspired. I love using a lot of characters to, to tell the stories as well, though. So where did those characters come from? Were they the ones that you used to draw when you were a kid? 
No, no. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to draw a lot of like, uh, uh, like really cool, like hip hop type uh, people. All right. And like really bizarre looking characters. Because have you guys heard of um, a show called Spitting Image? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're yeah. old enough to hear from her, but I know. Yeah. Well, I was a, well, I, I was a kid when it was popular. I didn't really. I didn't really understand it too much because it was a lot of politics and, you know, I was just a, a little child, but there was a guy on my street who used to, um, he was one of the, like the character designers for the show. And so he would always come to the house and, you know, he would like, sh- like he knew my father and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm working on this. I'm doing that. So that kind of, I think that's where it comes from. A lot of those characters, like being introduced to it through this guy who worked on the show. So didn't oh, it come back recently? I'm sure it did. Spitting image. Yeah, well, I know there, there was yeah, Boris YouTube. Johnson and it wasn't there. It was hilarious. Yeah, I think they have a, a channel on YouTube now where they're just kind of ripping apart politicians again. That's a cool person to know, though. I'd love to know. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The ideas. So you were part of a group exhibition with the Mitochondria Gallery in the summer. Can you tell us how that came about? Yeah. So. Um, Pretty much, I was um, when I when I kind of started posting these port these portraits that I've been working on. You know, I was just I was fighting hard to just get recognised. So you know, you hashtag, you you interact as much as possible, and I was just like hoping that you know you know I could start selling some works. But they just DM'd me. Um, pretty, yeah, they just they just DM me on Instagram. I don't know how they found my work. I should probably ask them. But yeah, they just asked me um, where we have an exhibition coming up and your work might possibly work alongside the other artists and the ideas that we have. So just send us all your stuff. So I sent them like four portraits that I thought were, you know, pretty decent. And and then, yeah, they were like, right, we'll take them. And then I just sent them over there to America. That's that's pretty much how it started. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, I'm still kind of working with them with this solo exhibition. So I mean, I went and had a look. Some quite cool artists. There's some real cool art in there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. They work with um. So with mitochondria, they kind of um. They focus on a lot of like black artists or um. You know, uh, mostly African and or people who have a like an African descent. So um. Yeah. So they you know they, it's really good that they're giving you know people you know of color like a, a voice and. You know, but not just one, but every, but all different stories. Because you know, all black people have different stories. You know, everyone's from a different world. So, you know, you might have somebody who grew up in Africa who is um, talking about all the different street scenes that they saw as a kid. You've got me who was grew up in England, and yeah, so it's really good. It was really good, um, a good place to to start out. Yeah, it's weird though, isn't it? When you get direct messages on Instagram like that, you kind of did you get that feeling? Or you know. Could I just be sending my work somewhere and it's just never going to be, you know, seen again? And is it is it a spam sort of thing? Because Tara and I, we've had this, haven't we, Tara? We've been, we've been approached to do things and be like, hmm, it sounds, sounds real? too good to be true. <laughs> is it real sort of thing? So, yeah, I want, you know, did did you, do you ever get that when, when you get a message? Do you, how do you know, how do you recognise straight away when something's real and when something's not? Well, I've spent years of people telling me how much they love my artwork and we've got this amazing gallery in Milan, uh, but all you have to do oh, is yes, pay $6,000. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I'll be yeah. honest with you, immediately I just thought it's a scam. It's a scam. Honestly, because because that's all I'd ever experienced mm. on, on Instagram. There's never never before that did anyone take any real interest. It was it was always, hey, we really like your work or hey, pay this much money and and I just yeah. thought to myself, you know, I went on I basically like probably what a lot of other artists do. You go on Google and I looked them up and I was like, OK, I'm, I'm not seeing any type of mitochondria scam artists anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just really did as much research as possible. Mm. And even when it, and even when it came to sending my work, I was almost like, oh, God, do you know what? Screw it. If, if, if they steal it or it's a scam and they take my bank details and I'm like, so be it. But, you know, I just, every opportunity, you know, you just have to, with these type of opportunities, I just took the risk. But yeah. absolutely, it wasn't until I actually, you know, ended up selling the pieces and yeah. you know, got paid that I was like, oh, my God, thank God for that. <laughs> well, you took the risk, but you were very careful to start with. <laughs> oh, oh, you yeah, did absolutely. your research, that's important. Yeah, yeah. And, and you sold all the pieces that you sent out, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was um yeah, like each week they just contacted me and said, right, we've sold another one. We've sold another one. Right. You sold all four pieces. Wow. And, you know, I just, I just, honestly, I just broke down, you know, because, you know, what you like, like as an artist, like, you go through so much, man, you know, and it's so hard to try and navigate, especially for me, not knowing anything about the art world. And, you know, like, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm saying these things, but like, like prior to this, it was a real, it's, it's so much of just, you know, putting in so much and not getting anything, you really have to be passionate about it. And, you know, but, um, but yeah, it was a good feeling for things to, you know, just for people to actually recognize you, you know. So like Tara, you're teaching, aren't you in the, um, you're one of the guest artists on the Let's Face It 2022, the portrait course. So um, if anyone were to join along with that, what, what will people expect to learn in your lessons? Um, also, before I even answer that, I just want to say that Tara was actually sorry, not Tara, but um, um, Tara, Tara, yeah. Um, all these Aras, sorry. <laughs> There's um, she was actually the first person to reach out to me for anything at all. All oh, right, cool. Wow. Yeah, so that was what did she um, say? What did you ask you to teach? Or yeah, yeah. The, the, and I remember thinking, holy crap! Like this is. <laughs> I don't know anything about teaching, I'm, you know, and I'm just still learning. But yeah, um, yeah, she contacted me on on Instagram, and and um, yeah, just was um, you know that was a huge confidence booster for me, you know. And uh, but yeah, I hope to just kind of give people an insight into my process and why I do what I do, and you know, because you know certain people that I'm around are still kind of like sporty people, so they think it's just this absolute random chaos that I've come up with so it's going to be nice to kind of you know take people inside my way of thinking and not getting too deep and too heavy and trying to make it enjoyable for people you know so I don't want people in tears by the end of it you know <laughs> that's the thing is it making it fun I think that's half the battle then isn't it I'm looking yeah. forward to taking that lesson I must admit <laughs> awesome awesome so what are your future plans for your art um, I would love to, um, you know, uh, I would love to just, you know, maybe really kind of get my work seen by as many people as possible. Like, I think it'd be, you know, I'd love to, you know, have my work in, um, you know, work with a gallery at some point, you know, 
and just continue to kind of just exhibit my work, to be honest. That's my, my biggest thing is just kind of getting my work out into the world. And hopefully it can, you know, inspire people and, you know, uh, just maybe help people, man, you know, because, you know, especially after the year we just had, you know, a lot of people are still trying to bounce back and hopefully I can bring some sort of energy, you know, to their lives and, you know, bring people back to life and, you know, let them know that, you know, you're not the only one going through it. You know, we're all kind of, all kind of struggling at times, but yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm just trying to exhibit as much as possible. Yeah. So haven't you got on exhibit at the moment or is that coming up? The one in Texas? Uh, yeah, that's coming up. Um, my first um, solo show is coming up on the 10th of December. So I'm really excited about that. And I've got another one next year in London. So yeah, those are the two things that I'm 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 working on at the moment. Yeah. So are you flying out to Texas for the exhibition or, or do they do that when you're not there? Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to make it, unfortunately, you know, because I still need to get my uh my jab. Oh um, right. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna get that pretty soon. Um because it just make you know, when I looked at you know all the things you go through in traveling, it's God, oh, gosh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it really is, yeah. So I'm going to get jabbed. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah. I know. Have you, have you had your first one? Uh, no, not yet. Because oh, you know what? Nice. I've just been in the studio painting. Yeah. So I haven't yeah. had like interaction with people, you know? No. So now I'm realizing like, oh crap, I need to get out. and. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, just fill me up, man. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> just pump me up. Yeah. I've got a really interesting question for you. Um, and I've been thinking about asking you this because your art just begs the question really. And it's a question we asked our listeners a while back. And, um, and that was if a therapist was to analyze you through your art, what do you think they would make of you? What do you think they'd say? (laughs) Just throw that one in. This wasn't wasn't written down. So I'm sorry. It's just that when I look at your work, I think, yeah, I really want to know what he what he thinks, what his answer is to this question. <laughs> oh, I think even a therapist would go running around for the hills. Um, oh, man. I, I think if I'm honest, I would say that I think one thing a therapist would say is there's a lot of pain in the work. And... Um, yeah, I, I think that's the first thing because, you know, because that's a lot of that's what comes out. A lot of it, you know, mm. it's like, uh, you know, the canvas is like your best friend. It's like your therapist, you know. But yeah, I think I think a therapist would see a lot of pain, but also a lot of drive and and um, and courage and, you know, that kind of stuff. Because I feel like this is my way of kind of like I'm almost like digging my way out of a, you know, trying to get out of a, a really bizarre space that I was in and Mm. so but I think you know in the future I think maybe my work might change you know the more I continue to heal from certain things and yeah but yeah do you think do you think when when there's pain on the canvas it releases it from you a little do you know what I mean so the more pain on the camera canvas the less pain inside you do you know what I mean by that am I making sense oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah, that that that's um that's a huge part of why I love doing what I do. You know, like mm. you know, sometimes during like you know when I start, I'm all excited, and then the mem- certain things start flooding out, and then it gets a bit like uncomfortable. 
Um, that's why I use a lot of characters to kind of soften the blow of, you know, what I'm trying to say. Um, mm. But um, but yeah, once it's all said and done, like I'm just like slumped on the floor, like, oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> like, go away now, just get the hell out of here. You know, it feels so good. It's like, you know, it's like bit by bit, you're just kind of getting rid of all this clutter and just, you know, and just kind of I hold on to a lot of the things that feel good and, but yeah, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's almost like, isn't it? I don't know whether you feel like this, but when your head is so full of crap, yeah. <laughs> you kind of like, it's like, I don't know if you remember, you're, you're probably way too young, young to remember the shop Benetton. You'll remember it, Tara. Oh, thanks. Yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was a shop where absolutely nothing was hung up. Everything was folded up, color coordinated and neatly just put in really neatly onto the shelves and it was just it looked amazing when you walked in but it was kind of I think when you're kind of splurging on a canvas it's a bit like getting a you know your messiest most untidy drawer that's full of just you know screwed up clothes taking them out and folding ironing them all folding them all up color coordinating them all putting them all back and then shutting the drawer so it looks like a Benetton drawer <laughs> that's how I, I I think of it you know when it's kind of mm. way of tidying up your brain a little bit maybe absolutely that's that's a great way to describe it yeah it really is it's it's just kind of you know figuring things out getting them back in place and you know making things feel a bit more comfortable and stable again but yeah mm. yeah absolutely mm. absolutely so where can people find out more about you online um uh, uh, pretty much all I've got now is my Instagram, which is mm-hmm. at Nick George Art. Uh, but I'm working on, you know, maybe putting together a website and developing my Facebook a bit. But yeah, for now, it's just Instagram, really. Excellent. Well, it's been a fascinating chat. Sorry about throwing that last question in. <laughs> all good. All good. All good. <laughs> No, it really has been fantastic to talk to you. We've certainly learned a lot, and um, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. This has been fantastic. I really enjoyed this. You very pleasant. It was very warm feeling. It was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. 